This is Radio Influence, podcasting redefined. Hello, people. I hope you had a very nice Thanksgiving. It is America's best friend, Jen Frederick. You people know me. Um, One of the things that I get to do at work is interview people who are perfectly insane. And one of the craziest, most insane people (laughs) I've ever met, most people would say something nicer about this guy, Dr. Lee Cohen. He's the current podiatrist for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's worked with everyone from Nick Foles, Michael Vick, Alan Iverson, Shady McCoy, Brandon Graham. Good morning, good evening, good everything. Dr. Cohen, how are you? Hello, Jen Fred. How are you, baby? Okay, the first time I met you, everyone was like, this guy's kind of a big deal. Like, he has literally millions of dollars of feet at his, uh, you know, for he's responsible for them, correct? Amen. However, I think you love working with, like, kids, moms, fat dads, all those people, just as much as you love working with the athletes. Am I right? They're, they're all fun. It's all fun. <laughs> it's just the best job in the world. I can't, okay. I, yeah. I've said to you a couple times, why, look, I get now where you are in your career, you've been doing this for decades, why, you know, being a part of a team, you know, would be great. But when you're in medical school, why the hell were you like, I need to be a foot doctor? It's the weirdest thing because I dropped out of dental school. That's even worse. I know, and I don't even know anything about feet at the time. It was just an orthopedic deal and... I said, hey, this is cool. Why don't I try this? You know, I don't want to go. I don't want to get drafted or anything. Really? The the army. Yeah, yeah. So um, really, yeah, the girl I was dating at the time, her father was the president, said, hey, if you got into dental school, you can get into podiatry medical school. And that's how it happened. And then how did you start working with like these elite athletes? So this is my lucky break. I did my residency in orthopedics at the University of Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. So that program took care of the Steelers and the Pittsburgh Panthers. So I was never much of an athlete, but I said, wow, this is sort of cool. You get to hang with these guys and then you get to fix them. And, and, you know, like these are just injuries as a doctor, I didn't want anybody dying on me. So these guys just get hurt and they get better. So it's really, for me, it was a great gig. And I just took it back to Philadelphia and begged and begged and begged all the teams in the city to try to give me a shot. So, you know, I remember, and we're going to talk about the kids and other people and what you can do to help regular people in a minute. But I remember going to the equipment room of the Eagles and seeing all the different there's like you know Michael Vick he wanted to be a running quarterback right so he didn't like all the pads and they created like special pads for him and then you know some of these other guys they you know they all have to be kept safe right and then when we think about your feet I think a lot of people just think you know women in particular I'm just gonna get a manicure they can or pedicure they can scrape the stuff off when your feet are sick when your feet are not good your whole body is affected, right? That's the truth. The foot hits the ground. No other part hits the ground. So the foot controls your interaction with the playing surface or the running surface or whatever the surface is. So when you end up 
with hip pain, knee pain, back pain. And we do all these studies and wow, nothing's wrong with you. Nothing's wrong. We have no x-ray findings. There's, your back is fine. Your hip is fine. And then we look further down and you see your feet are laying down on the ground like a flat foot or a high arch foot. So you can't absorb shock with a high arch foot or in a flat foot situation, you can't have any stability. So the knee, the hip, nothing works in conjunction with each other. Huh. So when you are, when you're, by the time these guys, and I'm sure you have some great female athletes to tell us about as well, but by the time like a Nick Foles, a Michael Vick, an Allen Iverson gets to the professional level, I would think, because I'm a dummy, they wouldn't <laughs> need a guy like you because I would have thought they would have seen a guy like you when they were 12, 13, 15, 20. It's just not the case, right? It's, yeah, it's not the case. They, they, they have just raw talent, which, you know, just catapults them to the next level each time from high school to college and college to the pros. But what happens, the wear and tear from having little dings and, 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 and stuff along the way adds up and starts to build up. And, you know, when you get to your late 20s, which we're, we are with my, the pro athletes, then you see stuff kicking in, little bone spurs, little arthritic changes. And that's when they need to see it because all of a sudden they make a move on the field or, you know, in the gym or in the weight room and something goes awry. And then what they got away with all these years now has to be addressed. Are they surprised that it's their feet? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, most of the people, when I go in and do a hip thing, a hip evaluation, and they say, my feet don't, my feet don't hurt. It's not, it's right here on my outside of my hip. And then I stand them up, put them in a, have them look in a mirror, and they see how the hip side, when the bad side usually drops down, and if they look further down, the bottom of the foot is flat on the floor, maybe the other foot is, is separated or higher arched, so they go, whoa. I never saw that. No one told me about that. Yeah. So it's really about we build the athlete, build the posture. And usually, Jen, where the site of the pain is, unless it's a traumatic incident to that area, is not usually where the problem is. The problem is in the mechanics that work up to that area. And say in a hip or knee, that pain that they experience is usually where the weakest link in the kinetic chain is or the body's um, chain, the body's mechanical chain. So that's where the, where the, the thing hits them. So, okay. I'm married to a guy and I have a teenage guy living here. I know that you'll forgive me, doctor, when men are sick, they are the most pathetic living souls on planet earth. When the, and, and Jason Kelsey and I have talked about this a couple of times, both <laughs> privately and publicly. I tore my ACL like 10 days before he tore his ACL. So <laughs> I know what these guys, they're babies, right? Like they must cut, like, I know this lady and Michael Vick and, and even Brandon Graham, who we love, they look like big, tough guys. Come on, you got to kiss and tell a little bit. Are they crying when they come to you? They, you know what? Uh, they need extra care. Oh they my need. God, they're bawling their eyes out, aren't they? And they're like, babies, you have to give them lollipops. <laughs> they need extra care, you know, uh, and, and I don't know if it's an emotional thing, but you got to remember this is um, 
more concerning to them than a recreational athlete because, you know, in a serious way, this is their livelihood. Yeah. So everything is more intensified or exaggerated because they always think the worst. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is it. Doc, is this it for me? Is this it? You know, and then you have the agent calling the, 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 the manager, the coach. So then it accelerates because they're calling the player. The player's handing me the cell phone and I'm going, oh, no, I can't say anything. And whatever you do, don't call the press. <laughs> right, don't call me you big jerk don't right, call now, jen frederick now here's what i want okay i read two years ago this time magazine article about youth sports and it talked about all of the money that these stupid parents are putting into youth sports you know baseball had the highest one it's like these kids that are seven and eight years old private coaching pitching you know drills even nutrition and all this other stuff and then People all the time, and then I had seen you with some of these elite athletes, and really many times you've talked about this, like at the high school and college level, these parents are bringing their kids to you because you can make them faster, stronger, you know, cut on a dime, if you will. Um, but the parents that are doing all this other stuff don't realize that like a little bit of like foot love could really have, they don't, they could run faster, do all these things without a running coach, without a pitching coach, right? Like. They're not looking at the body. Exactly. So, Jen, we have to, you have to look at the whole kid. Um, we make an athlete first, and then we do sports-specific stuff. So all these kids, like the throwers, the pitchers that go to pitching clinics. So what happens if they're, you know, you have to look at the whole body. So say they have a core insufficiency, and the core is where all their power comes from. So what happens, they end up with shoulder elbow injuries because the pitching coach is having to pitch so much. Now they're at least modifying it. But if they don't build a core and if they don't look down at the foot, for instance, if a pitcher, as you know, they come off the mound. So they're actually falling every time they make a pitch. Huh. So if the foot is imbalanced, the foot falls further than the body expects it to. What also happens, say you have one leg longer than the other, the longer side is gonna fall further than the shorter side. So if you're a left-handed pitcher and you have a long left leg, you're gonna end up, your throwing mechanics is gonna be off because you're gonna lose your strength from your core because the foot leg doesn't support the core. And then you're trying to get your power through the shoulder, an elbow instead of through the core. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, now let's talk about Kate Middleton. I came to you, the princess, and they had this big thing. You always see these girls in heels, right? Kate right, Middleton's right. in heels all the time. Melania Trump, Ivanka Trump. Uh, certainly we now know Kamala Harris, our new vice president-elect. These women, and even Victoria Beckham has said, you know, we're in heels all the time. And we finally figured out, you have a secret weapon, these inserts that we'll talk about in a little bit, but Kate Middleton in England was using inserts to absorb the shock of just standing in heels. Yes, yeah. That so didn't that, surprise you. No, it didn't. The, 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 the heel itself, you know, when you have that heel on, it's not just the heel itself, but what happens, it throws the pelvis forward. 
throws your pelvis forward, then your butt sticks out, then your then your upper back curves like a hunchback, and then you put your head forward to try to balance your whole body because the the body wants to keep your eyes horizontal to the to the to the ground. Okay. So then you so so then you're actually tilted, and the rest of the body is trying to balance out the instability from the from lower down. Okay, so that, but why do our toes and our pads of our feet hurt so much? Because so what you're doing then when you elevate the heel, the front of the foot becomes it's almost like it's a triangle. So the heel goes up, the back of the foot goes up, and what's the front of the foot have to do to get to the ground? It has to go down. So it's almost like a triangle. So all the pressure when you take off into your next step you're banging into that front of your foot, the fat pad on the bottom of your, the metatarsals or the metatarsal pad or the ball of the foot. So you're banging down on that with, you know, usually a leather soled shoe. And then we're on concrete or asphalt or terrazzo floors. So you're, you have no mechanism to absorb shock. It's just crazy. The world, like, and so, you know, we've talked about this a couple of times. You see the elite, elite athletes, and then you see people like this. Little dude, mom says he won't participate in sports. He's complaining about playing sports and complains about weird pain. And you can fix that as well with these like custom inserts, right? Well, we, that's what we do. So we'll do an assessment and what we like to do, you know, it's not only just, unfortunately, a lot of docs just put them on a table. We do everything dynamically. So we'll watch, you know, in in my facility, we have a turf field and we have a track. So we watch the motion the kid goes through. We watch them standing. We just don't have them on a table. We watch them from the front, the back, we do a video. It's just so much fun. And then if they're in a sport, we are lucky enough to have a field. If they're a field hockey uh, girl, we're lucky enough to throw them as they have a stick, bring a ball, bring your cleats. And we watch them work out in front of us. So we have a big advantage with kids like that because of our facility. You just can't do it without, you know, what we are, what we have. Yeah. So the stuff that you're giving to kids, high school athletes, it's the same stuff that you're doing with the pro athletes, right? Identical. It's identical. The only difference is the pro athletes, they get six or seven pairs, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they give them away and they lose their shoes and give their cleats away. So that's the only difference. And we customize it for um, each kid, each individual, because a lot of the kids I see are trying to get college scholarships. Yeah. And that's why the parents bring them to us look, can my kid be any faster? I mean, he's always hurt. His knee always hurts. His shin always hurts. What can you, can you do? I heard you did this for somebody. So that's how it all starts. But if you run the kid into the ground or if they have bad mechanics at 10, 11, 12, even younger, they're going to end up saying, look, they don't say it, but they say, you know, to themselves, they go, I can't do this. This hurts every time yeah. I do this. Maybe I'll just play video games or, you know, sometimes they get lucky and someone directs them to a pool. So they start swimming, you know, get on the swim team. 
But then the swim coach says, oh, you have to do land exercise. You have to do running because it builds up your aerobics. Guess what? So they drop out of swimming because they can't run in the first place. That's how they wanted to go swim. Yeah. So it's, a, it's easily evaluated in 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. And I think I have a great example. There's this young kid who was a, wanted to be a lacrosse player. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, here's the deal. Here's the real deal. I saw you do some of these evaluations on other kids. And I hope you don't mind me saying, I thought it was total bullshit. I thought it was was a cash grab bullshit. (laughs) Who is this Dr. Cohen tricking the Eagles into letting him be a foot doctor? They've got all, they got a knee guy and a short, who, what in the name? And then my little guy didn't want to play any sports. And now he's last year, he did three sports. And I hate to give you credit for it, but there's really no other way around it. I mean, because the crazy thing was, you know, Brody was a little bit like that. You know, he definitely, I mean, we tried everything. We tried fencing. And the, the final thing was I put him on a damn diving team. Because again, you talk about swimming. He didn't want to swim. He wanted to be, you know, propel himself up and, you know, all this right. other stuff. He wanted to fight people, basically. So, but then I was, I was laying next to him as he was falling asleep. And he fell asleep, like on the couch or something. I'll never forget but he was moaning in his sleep and I could see it with his legs just moaning. And I freaking called you. And I have to say six months later, he was like, mom, can I try out for basketball? I was like, at that point, I didn't even know who to call. I was so happy, but it was so weird for us that first of all, that you're smart. I mean, that's really weird for everyone as you can probably imagine. Yeah. You're the first one that's ever said that. <laughs> they just say he's crazy. He's nuts. He's good. He's good, but he's well, nuts. He's not. Right. And then the other thing that's always crazy is every time someone will say like, "What's up with that book guy?" You know, and I'll send them. You know, the rich ones and the poor ones and the this one, and they're always like, "It totally." You know, people. You understand that people think you're full of shit, right? You understand. Amen. It's it's a show. It's an After thirty years of doing this, you still have zero credibility. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so doctors send me patients and they go, look, he's, he's nuts. He's not right, but he's good. Yeah. That's, that's it. And what, okay. So like, I think everyone has like a skin guy, you know, you, if your kids get zits, you go, why do you think it's such a mystery to have a podiatrist? Like to know you? Well, there, you know what? I don't think there's, it's a very small profession, first of all you know, and it's a small profession. And um, most of our people will be directed to us from pediatricians. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you don't have a relationship, if a podiatrist doesn't, or a pediatrician the other way around, doesn't have a relationship with a podiatrist that does sports, they're going to go end up in an orthopedic office. And then they'll say, oh, you need therapy. Because orthopedic guys, they're great surgeons, but not many of them want to do the biomechanics. It's like they haven't been trained. So that's why I have so many friends in the orthopedic world, because I don't do surgery any longer, and they don't do orthotics. So we, we have a wonderful mix, especially when they do a knee. They look at a 16-year-old kid with knee pain, chronic knee pain in the front of his knee, and they, they've done MRIs, and they've done you know, x-ray, and 
and maybe a little therapy and they haven't gotten better. And then they finally say, you know, maybe I hate it, but send it to the Robitussin. Send it to that Robitussin guy, Cohen. Everything <laughs> Cohen is Robitussin. Robitussin. Do you remember that guy? But Dave Chappelle, I think, did something. You know, everything was wrong with you. Give him Robitussin. Yeah. So that's how they end up getting to me. And then, um, and it's so obvious when I see them, Jen, if, if they've had all the tests and the x-rays. And the funny thing about my specialty in this biomechanics sports medicine is that the worse they are, the faster they get better. Really? Because, yes, because I, it's, it's so obvious it's so bad that we fix it. So the only, the tough ones are the borderline kids that are like, hey, he looks sort of normal. Maybe he's just not doing the exercises they gave him. Maybe he's overtraining. Maybe he's in the wrong shoe. So, but the, 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 the great thing about what I do is the worse you are, the worse their kids' mechanics are, the easier it is to fix. That's why I think I get like some cred on the street. You get some cred. Well, I yeah. think that's why it looks like witchcraft a little because <laughs> you're like, how the hell that happened so quickly, right? Like that's not yeah. supposed to be real with a foot insert. Come yeah. on, yeah. like you, you're a no bullshit guy. If you, if someone came to you and was like, yeah, I could probably fix everything with you with the expensive insert, you'd be like, baloney, right? I'm telling you, Jen. I it's so scary. I was explaining what I do to to a a nice lady and her kid and he was having knee pain. And I said, you know what, with his uh, situation, the way his mechanics are, I wouldn't be surprised if this, if your son has TMJ. You know what TMJ? In your your, uh, mouth, jaw? Right. Mm -hmm. And she says, oh my God, he does have TMJ. And there's a whole thing about that that I've done with people with TMJ with, and don't you, I know, witchcraft. And I fix it with a stupid shoe insert. Because- You fix TMJ with a shoe insert? And I've been so lucky. It's just not, I, they don't come to me for TMJ, but I just happen to mention when I see a certain alignment because- their has as their hip moves forward, their their low spine, their head moves forward on their body, their head and neck, yeah, which yeah. puts like tension on their temporomandibular joint and the muscles around the joint to try to keep the head straight get really tight and tense, and they start jawing down like crazy, mm. like grinding at night because they've been trying to run or walk with this position all day long. Yeah. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah. And it works? You're in for that? I, I don't ever advertise it, but that's what I, I just say. Hey, is it possible that you have may have TMJ, you know, your kid, because their head is so far forward on their body, it looks like they're going to fall over, and the muscles are trying to hold the, the jawbone in place. Yeah. Crazy stuff. I also know, like, I think I sent someone to you. uh, He was jumping out of airplanes earlier in his career and he had, his knees were just shot. And he was like, this guy, come on. Like, I think people forget that, you know, we're, everyone's on board with fish oil, right? We'll order that fish oil on Amazon. 
everyone's on board with kale. I'm definitely going to have a green drink, you know, green juice after right. I drank too much wine. You go to right. Starbucks, all the girls are getting the green juice. And it is funny that they never think about what's already there. You know, what, that could be part of like, you know, that people that run, right? They think they need a new pair of sneakers if their feet hurt. They don't think they need to go see a foot guy. Right. Yeah. Common. And they read a lot too. So they, they get themselves in trouble. Yeah. What's the number one? I know that you love certain shoes and you hate certain shoes. I know this isn't like a shoe brand bashing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your number one favorite running shoe right now? So, you know what? There's a couple. And it depends. And I, and I tell you this, Jen, it depends actually on their foot type of the, of the athlete. And most of this comes from what we get off an x-ray. We stand them up and get a standing x-ray. So in a high arch situation, you have a kid with a real high arch, you're going to want a neutral shoe. And some of the neutral shoes that I like, well, I still like Nike because of the Pegasus. I like Brooks because of their ghost. I like Asics because of their Nimbus. So those are the new super tall thing. No, not the super tall stuff. You know, Those, I, ha I have a pair. Ahead. Well, this, so are you using, so the super tall things are, I tried it on in, it's a Hoka. You're talking yeah, about yeah. a Hoka. Yeah. So I almost fell on my, it fell, tripped over myself in the store. So I didn't buy it. But some people like love it because it's so much cushion. But right. I was on carpet and I almost killed myself. So not one of my faves. So it was funny because I was at a running store and, you know, with COVID, I was doing a lot more walking and I run a, I run a very strong 23 minutes all in a row. <laughs> my girls are, my girlfriends are running 11 miles. I'm like, I run 23 minutes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm stopping. <laughs> it's enough, right? I get my heart rate up. It's not quite seven miles farther than five minutes. So I wore down my running shoes. So I'm like, I'm going to a running store. I'm a running person now. And they put me in a pair of those. And it was the same thing. I'm like, now I'm, you know, 5'11", which if people don't know, I'm five feet tall. I, yeah, and yeah, it yeah, does yeah. feel like you're, you can't, that you're going to fall down. And then I, they, yeah, you really have to, you really have to get used to the shoe. Um, so I'm not a huge fan. Okay. All right. And then what about high heels? So let me give you another tip for okay. the kid, for your kid that's a real flat footed kid. Okay. Then you want to go into what's called the stability shoe, stability running shoe. So every major brand makes one as well, a stability shoe. So, you know, um, Brooks makes one. Yeah, so, so you, it, it, by just looking at your kid's foot type, you're going to get it right like 85% of the time. There's a small group of kids that end up in my office that have like maybe a high arch in the back and a low arch in the front. So need a combination insert with a, 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 new, a neutral cushion shoe. So that being said, you got to look at um, what the basic foot type is of your kid. That's it. You see that high arch? Go neutral. Um, what was the next question you just asked me? And it just I said, off. are we allowed to wear high heels ever? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They make your legs look great. Come on. Yeah, they do. They make your legs look great. But if you're doing that, then it's a simple, simple thing to just do incorporate 
uh, calf stretches in your in your daily routine, calf and hamstring. And you may want to do like, um, you know, with a foam roller, you know, get a yep. foam roller, lay down, roll your calf out or a, a device called the stick, S-T-I-X-X. And it's like a roller and it just massages the muscle. So it stretches the fibers, but incorporate stretching and wear high heels all you want. Yay, that's a good answer. All right, last question. There's baseball, hockey, football, basketball, tennis, golf. <laughs> if you were gonna be a professional athlete, which sport would you have played? Oh my God, there's no question. Golf. <laughs> golf. You get to you get to eat and drink on the on you know as you're playing. You get to eat and drink. You go to only nice places, and you wear right? these goofy wear these goofy looking clothes. Oh my goodness! And rarely is there an injury unless someone hits rarely your head. Rarely is ball. there an injury. <laughs> and you make so much money. And guess what? You're not getting a concussion. Yeah, and like you're not. I mean, you practice when you want to practice. There's not like Amen. you have to practice all summer and all that. It's great. It's like not even a sport. I love it. Yeah. And I really stink at it, but I, I really like going out. I like golfing. We should golf sometime. Okay. I'm in. I'm in too. All right. Uh, tell people where they can find you on the web. Oh, okay. It's uh, drleecohen.com. I love it. Hey, um, I consider you one of my friends, sadly. I mean, I had to. And you're awesome. And you're just great. I, I look, like I said, the first couple of times I met you, I was like, this is the stupidest. But of course, you had me transfixed because you had introduced me to some kids who had gone through it. And then my own kid went through it. And I know that the people that have the millions and millions of dollars to pay people aren't going to pay the dummy. They want to make sure that the feet attached to people like Brandon Graham and Shady McCoy and that those feet are getting their money's worth, right? Well, thanks. Thanks. Hey, do me a favor. One favor. Yeah. Can you just do that introduction you do on TV? Superstar podiatrist. Hey, superstar podiatrist, Dr. <laughs> Lee Cohen. Superstar. And super, super is spelled S-U-P-A. Superstar. Superstar. Thank you. You're the bestie. This is a Live Bold and Boss Up Quick Fix on Radio Influence. This week, we have an awesome guest. She started off as a financial advisor in 2001, where she was doing all the things. She was doing the dials, the warm leads, the cold leads, the 12-hour work days, the weekends, the fishbowl lunch seminars. She was relentless. She dove in. Um, you know, she caught a break and was asked to be a part of a team for the Fortune 500 company to help teach their employees about the benefits packages and financial planning. And that's when she started doing seminars in front of hundreds of people. Um, she then earned her, her chartered retirement planning counselor designation, and she achieved other designations like her enterprise status of platinum financial advisor, her CFP, her PWA, which is a private wealth advisor. She started doing these 
um, events for multiple companies and going um, region to region. She was recognized at a national level. And, you know, between that and, and present day business owner, she had some relatable bumps on the way and, and honestly, some non-relatable because I'm not sure everyone's trained for a triathlon and done multiple <laughs> triathlons, but she was engaged. She was planning a wedding doing the triathlons, then she completely called off her wedding entirely. And I say that because there's some great stuff that we wanted to dive into there. But right now she is focusing on developing herself, her team, and growing her practice that fixates more on women and giving them the the agency, right, to feel confident about their financial lives. And her vision is like a casual affluence and intentional living and she's totally focused on the F words, which I love. It's so catchy. Welcome, Carrie LaRocco. Live Bold and Boss Up with Stephanie Marchese and Ashley Jiraki can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com.